Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hello, bright lights. It's Angela, and welcome to this episode of Architecting, where we explore raw issues related to our role in being advocates for a better built environment. And today we are going to talk about leadership. And this topic is really exciting for me because when i first started working i didn't know that there were different kinds of leaders i really believed that a leader was someone who was decisive who was comfortable in their authority who had big vision and who took people with them and that is in fact one way to lead but there are other ways to lead that are just as good one way is not better than the other and as we go through life we find these role models and sometimes they're actually someone that we work for other times they're a mentor but they show us what it really means to lead and i think you can boil it down to come with me, not look at me. And a lot of times people can get bogged down in the status of what it means to lead and the authority of what it means to lead instead of understanding the much more essential part, which is that people are compelled to follow you because you inspire them, you bring out the best in them, you excite them. And I am a huge introvert. I could be by myself for days and be happy as a clam, not even notice it. When I am in very social situations, after they're over, I just want to like decompress and be alone. And I grew up with a very extroverted mother and my mother did not understand that there were different ways you could show up as successful in the world. So one of the biggest friction points that we had would be her pushing me to do what she would have done in my place, which was always a very big extroverted move that I didn't feel comfortable with. And you can see where that goes. And early in my career, back when I was still working in Phoenix, I was on the Housing and Neighborhoods Commission and had been tapped to chair a committee to look at the issue of neighborhood development in the city. We had put together this group that represented various coalitions. So there were 
presidents of community development corporations that represented a lot of the nonprofit sector. There were a few outright nonprofits that just gave grants. There were city officials, and there was representation from Arizona State University that had a downtown Phoenix outpost that focused solely on urban planning and cultural issues. In my very first meeting, what I realized was that there was a real lack of trust that over the years, the community development corporations had felt that the city hadn't necessarily heard their concerns or acknowledged their issues, that Directions development was going were not necessarily serving their community and their constituents. And one man stood out to me in all of this, and that was Dr. John McIntosh, who represented the Joint Urban Design Institute at Arizona State. And he stood out because he was so quiet. He tended to take in the room, and then he would quietly sum things up in a way that people could really resonate with. And in watching how he operated, he had always very clearly believed in what he was doing, taken a stand for what he thought was right, put his views out there, but never in a pushing way, just in a way that it was available. And he was a tireless advocate in a way that held a mirror to situations. Well, the minute you can see clearly a problem, all of a sudden people are inspired to solve it. So he didn't have to be the extrovert. He was able to very quietly do work he was passionate about and make a difference while commanding respect and convening these community charrettes that would go on to be game changers for those neighborhoods. And that just was incredibly eye-opening to me because I didn't know you could be a leader that way. And when we think about our own career paths, the leaders we want are not always the leaders we need. So sometimes the leader that made us uncomfortable or that pushed us or that challenged every single thing we ever brought forward were the ones who helped us to develop the most critical skills. And you learn this as your career begins to unfold and you start to be a leader for others. The first mistake we always make is to lead the way we want to be led. So I am very much an independent worker and a self-starter. So the first few times I had to lead people, I would frame out the situation, show them which part of it they were responsible for, give them an overall structure in which to work, and then let them go because I don't like people micromanaging me. I don't like people looking over my shoulder. 
I don't like to have to share constantly. I like to be able to work, then share, then go back and process and work some more, develop things further and share. And the first few people that I led did not respond to that leadership style. They actually needed a lot more hand-holding because their work style was more collaborative and cooperative. So giving them a big framework felt overwhelming. Leaving them for a few days to work on their own felt scary. And it was kind of the equivalent of getting writer's block. They weren't able to produce a whole lot because it just felt too big and too open-ended. Other times I've had people that I've had to lead that have been a little bit too, I know the answer, here we go, it's done. And they're driving to a solution without exploring, without taking the time to gather information. And again, not checking in with them, not giving them different directives would mean that they would just do what they knew worked, kind of like, you know, clap their hands, say I'm done, walk away, do something else. And trying to push that kind of person to want to explore, to want to innovate can be really challenging. And you have to realize not everybody wants to innovate. Some people want clear-cut solutions that they can execute. And you know what? We need those people because those are the people doing the fine green details that are essential for success. But when we put them in a different role, they don't know how to apply that same natural way of working to that new role. And they feel overwhelmed and go to what they know works because to them success is doing what you know works. So all of this to say that leadership is very broad ranging and leadership is about getting to know the people that you are working with, their skill sets, their comfort zones, but also their aptitudes. Because As we all know, the design professions are very broad ranging and there is absolutely an opportunity to specialize. And because we all have such a big range of strengths, when we try to put everybody in the same mold, not only do some people not respond to that, but we miss the opportunity to really gain from what that person can bring to the table. So I have a special tool that I created for you called the Archetyper, and you can find that for free. You can download it on the architectingpodcast.com website, and it shows you a bunch of different skill sets that are important in our profession and lets you kind of map out where you are with each of those in terms of interests and abilities. And what's great about this is that when you do it and 
you complete it, it's a radar chart, you start to see that certain areas will pop. Other areas will be very close to the center. And if you focus your efforts on the areas that pop for you, you're going to find you get a lot more clarity, feel a lot better about the work you're doing, that you are better able to lead and follow because you're aligning yourself with these issues and these skill sets. And it starts to really open doors for you in your career. So if you're not sure how to move forward either as a leader or a follower, because we're always both, right? You know, we're never fully one or the other. Go ahead and go to architectingpodcast.com and get your copy of The Archetyper. It is a really valuable tool. It's my most popular download and I've gotten such great feedback on it that people who use it really do get that aha moment and that it really changes how they think about their career and how they talk about themselves. So it's a great, great resource and I really hope that you will take advantage of it. So we go back to how do we know if we have a good leader who's just pushing us out of our comfort zone and making us stretch, or a bad leader. What I think is important to understand is how attuned is this person to you? So by that, I mean, are they asking questions? Are they giving you opportunities versus are they trying to be very controlling? A leader who is super controlling and dictates what the end result should look like and wants you to essentially emulate them is someone who doesn't really have leadership skills. They might be an amazing person. They might be extremely talented, but they don't know how to lead. They only know how to do the things they're good at. And if you are ever stuck with a leader like that, you don't really have the opportunity to say, hey, take a class in leadership and learn a skill set. So what you have to do instead is to try to look for the opportunities to present things to them. Look for the ways that you can be out of resistance for the things that they just want you to emulate And then carve out pockets where you can explore by asking them questions about things and remembering that if they were to have done the archetype or exercise that everyone would have a different result. So where can you complement their skill set and be a real partner for them? So when you have a leader who really doesn't have leadership as a skill set. And unfortunately, in design professions, it's easy to rise to the top on talent alone. And that makes it very hard to delegate and work with others. You need to almost lead from behind and help push things forward by complementing their skill set, not matching it. On the other hand, if you're just uncomfortable because 
You're being asked to do things that you aren't familiar with or aren't sure you can be successful with. That's when you want to kind of try to build an outline. So you might have been given a level one outline, but you're finding as you try to break the task down that you don't know how to get to the level three or four in the outline on your own. So approach the leader you have and ask for help with that. Ask for help getting A to B if you can't do that on your own. That way, your following style can be matched to their leadership style. If you feel uncomfortable because you're just not, you know, never done this before, that's when you want to go to that leader and really say thank you. Thank you for making me think differently. Thank you for helping me see how the world works in a way that I had never imagined before. Thank you for letting me fail and learn from my mistakes because that is how we grow. We don't grow simply copying someone else because we never understand why they're making the decisions they're making and how they're pivoting as a situation unfolds and new challenges arise. We simply copy their actions. That is never where we want to be. So the leader you need is not always the one you want, is not always the person that's going to take you under their wing and read the tea leaves for you and translate what you can't understand about yourself and give you all of these great insights and open doors for you. Most of the time, the leaders we need are the ones that challenge us, the ones that push us, the ones that make us have to dig deep into our own leadership skills and resources and find a solution. Then we move forward and we can say, thank you. Thank you for helping me to grow, to evolve, to think for myself, to figure things out on my own. Thank you for giving me the space to fail. Thank you for giving me the ability to learn. All right, everyone, have a great day. I look forward to catching up with you on our next podcast and send me your questions. I love to explore them on the air because your question is often everyone else's question. It's amazing how common issues are. And while you hear me talk about someone else, how much you will find in there that is valuable, that is just gold for you. So Share on Instagram. You can tag me at Architecting Podcast what your insights and your takeaways are from this session. I love to hear this. Um, one of the stories that I put up recently was a poll and it said, Are you ready to be a change maker? And about two thirds of you said, Yes, yes, you are. You're looking for something different. Well, 
Being a change maker starts with leadership. So I hope that listening to this episode gave you some insights into both how you can be a better leader and a better follower so that you can start to be that agent of change you always wanted to be. And if you're not sure, go ahead and get the Archetyper download for free at architectingpodcast.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so you get a notification every single time we have a new episode and you don't miss one. Remember to share with your friends so more people can become part of our community. And don't forget to join me on Clubhouse. We have a great room coming up every, we do a great room every single Monday where we interview people on how the built environment can make a difference in your life. There is an amazing community over there that you can network with. And as always, come join me in our Facebook group, as well as on Instagram. We're happy to have you. Take care. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.